0: Welcome to the Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to the Ralph Report, a brand new show for you on this Wednesday, March thirty-first, the final day of March. Oh
1: yeah, it
0: is. March came in like a lion; it's leaving like a lamb. Why you say that? Because it's been so. The weather's been so nice, and uh, oh, warm. in regards to the weather. Well, what do you think that I, phrase means? I don't know. I've never heard it before. You've never heard March comes in like a lion no. and goes out like a lamb? Why?
2: Why does it come in like a lion?
0: Because usually there are uh, storms and rain and cold weather. But well, that the applies beginning to the of East the Coast.
2: Month. Not so much
0: here. Well, a re- re- here too. It was cold as hell the beginning of March. It was a little chilly last week as well. And now, at the end of March. Now it's a lamb. It's a lamb. It's going out. It's mild, and the weather's nice, and it's uh, okay. it's much more gentle. Okay. I, I just never heard it before. Well, it's a thing. I, I, I okay. Oh, we need a vacation. We need this time We're going to have one. We need this vacation coming up. Never heard uh, it before. Tomorrow and Friday, Eddie and I are taking a little time off to spend time with the family going into the Easter weekend, so we're going to uh, make this the last show of the week. And uh, here's a good chance, by the way, if you're one of those folks who complains about the fact that uh, we pump out too much content. Yeah. Here's a chance for you to catch up. That's right. Use a couple days as a spacer and go back and listen to some episodes maybe you missed, and then by the time we come back on Monday with a fresh show, you'll be all caught up. You're doing them a favor by producing less content. Exactly. It's not that I need the time off. It's that I'm trying to do them a favor (laughs) so that they can catch up with the show. You're a good man. Got a hell of a show lined up for you today, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, it's Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, we take a look at a smash hit song by an artist who was never quite able to achieve that level of success again. In this particular case, not quite true. Now, this artist never had a top 10 hit again in terms of uh, recording songs. Okay. But he went on to a very fruitful musical career otherwise. Like a jingle writer or something? You you just hold your horses, mister. I'm curious. We'll get to it in a minute. And I have a personal connection with this uh, musician as well. So a lot to talk about in the One Hit Wonder Wednesday. Also, entertainment news, phone calls. Steve Ashton will be stopping by. Our UK correspondent will be on hand to give us the UK update for today. And at the end of the show, Steve will be joining us again, along with the lovely Carrie Watson, the first lady of the Ralph Report. Steve and Carrie have teamed up, and they've got a new creative project they're launching. Yes. That's cool. That's cool. They are launching something called the Holistic Buffet. <laughs> a good name. Why are you laughing? Because I'm trying to figure out what that means. See, what it, does it mean? It perks your ears up. It does. I'm curious. It makes you curious. It is a uh, it's it's basically skills for life. It's not a comedy podcast. It's a serious podcast about things mentally, physically, and spiritually that you can work on to improve your life. Because hmm. you know Steve does that in real life. He is a uh, a corporate. Um, shill no (laughs) he is a corporate communications uh speaker okay where he teaches people how to better communicate in the uh, corporate world right and carrie also has a background in corporate leadership and they've decided to take those skills and apply them to life in general as opposed just to the corporate world cool so they're going to be stopping by to talk all about their new venture holistic buffet i like it different tips and um different uh exercises and Just, you know, thought processes that you can employ in your everyday life that'll help you both mentally, physically, and spiritually. Mm. Did you give them the advice not to make too much content? I did not. Okay. No. You might want to. I might tell them to hold back. Apparently, less is more in the podcast game. (laughs) So we will have them on to talk all about that in just a little bit. So as you can imagine, jam-packed show Mm. today. Let's get to the introductions. I am (laughs) Ralph the Duke of Bourbon. Warlord of California, <laughs> your old podcast pal Ralph Garmin, and sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself,
3: Odigof. Odigof, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. he's also known as Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody, yo ho, Eddie, yo ho, indeed, yes. Eddie, yes. You're getting ready for a big trip, right? You're I take. Am. You're going to go up uh, up north for the holiday? I'm driving the family up north to uh, San Francisco area to see the in-laws. Ah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful part of the state up there. Yeah, They live in Nevada, which is just north, I guess, of San Francisco. It's kind of where the Skywalker Ranch area is, that whole... They live in Nevada. Nevada. Oh, Nevada. Nevada not Nevada. Oh, they said Nevada. Nevada. They live in Nevada.
2: Marin County. Marin yeah. County? Marin County. Whatever. yes. A lot of vineyards up there. You should stop by George Lucas's place. I should. While you're up I should there. go knock and see if he'll let me in. See
0: if you let you fondle his lightsaber just for a couple me- minutes. I just want to see him touch it. If he can just touch it, I'll just watch. Yeah, we're not talking about the lightsaber. I know. Come. <laughs> um. Well, good. Have a safe trip, Thanks. and we'll uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. Special uh, hello to all the four star generals who are actually watching us record this show today. They keep showing up. They keep showing up and I'm they shocked. have a hell of a time. I'm telling I'm you, we set up the crowdcast and we do the show. And I think they're watching and listening to about half of it. Most Maybe. of the time, they're just interacting with each other in the chat room, telling <laughs> jokes and making plans and hitting on each other. It's like That's a big perfect. party over That's there. Perfect. It's great. It takes the pressure off us to be entertaining. So, uh, lots of great show today, but let's jump right into it. Instead of uh, just jumping into the show, I thought it'd be fun to send us off into the holiday with the um, the Garmy Game Show, because we haven't done that for a minute. It's been a bit, and I thought it'd be funny. And since this is our last show before Easter, this is sort of the holiday edition of the Ralph Report. I thought we could do a holiday edition of the Garmy Game Show, an Easter.
2: We focus on exactly, Easter. Exactly, okay. Eddie
0: Pence, look at you. What well, could have been the Jewish holiday, right?
2: Passover. Uh, uh, Passover? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. we could have, we could have we could done have that. Asked, There's multiple
0: holidays right now. We could now. have asked the three questions. Is it four or is it three? I believe it's three. Is it three? Yeah. Okay. You just knocked my headset out. <laughs> what I? you doing over there? I did. I did touch yeah, it. That's it. You did. Did you it go touched. back in? Something happened. I didn't do anything. Get it in there. That's what Ooh. she said. Um, yes, uh, I think it's three questions. Okay. For I didn't know. the best of my knowledge, I thought it was four. Cool. Um, you're gonna make me put the show on hold. That's what you're gonna do. That's my <laughs> gift from you, you for it. the holiday. Is that you can
4: just look at the chat. You they'll tell you're us. not gonna take
0: my word for it. You're they'll no, take your to, cha- It's three questions. No, no, I think it's four. I heard you mumble that. I, think, under your I thought I thought I saw somewhere it was in four. your passive aggressive way. So what I'm gonna do I is I thought it was four. I'm gonna put the show on hold. Okay, sorry, and then we're going to find out mm-hmm. how many questions are asked okay. on passive. Do you know what the questions are? I, uh, I know one of them is, why is this night different from all others? Okay. That's one of them. All right. I don't know any of the others. I don't know the other two. Okay. But, uh, but you think there's three more after the one I, I, I just the, said. Well, yeah. Are you comfortable? Is that one of them? No, are you comfortable is not one of them. All right, kids. <laughs> we'll be right back. Please hold.
3: Please remain on the line. A representative will assist you shortly.
0: And we're back. And shalom, Eddie Pence. <laughs> there are indeed four questions asked at the Passover Seder, not three, right. like I originally thought. Like I thought. So, uh, <laughs> Eddie Pence, hold on a second. I play gotta, it. I got to play, play that it. shit. I got too many soundboards play now. That shit. We're getting way too many pieces of sound. Here we go. <laughs> Eddie is. <laughs> There you go. Four Nailed questions it. at the Passover Seder. Thank you. You're a much better Jew than I am, sir. I try. So uh, mazel tov. Mazel tov mazel to you.
3: Shalom. Shalom.
0: Can now, if it's okay with everyone, we get into the Garmy Game Show. Can we Can we play it?
4: <laughs>
2: I've stopped. Or are, the show are, we, are we out of time? Yeah, no, we're good. We we're good. may be out of time. No, we're good now. We're good.
0: Uh, it is the Easter edition of the Garmy Game Show. As you know, Eddie Pence pulls a, a lucky contestant. Out of a hat, we have pre-selected today's contestant. Eddie plays on behalf of that Garmi member, and if Eddie is successful, if he's able to answer more than fifty percent of the questions mm. correctly, that's, tough. that's five out of ten or more, mm. then he wins for that Garmi member. However, if he comes up short, that Garmi member loses. How? But still, yet again, if he blanks and gets none correct. Mm then the Garmi member also wins the bonus. That's and happened. If, and if he gets 10 out of 10. Mm, that's never which happened. Which has never happened. Eddie Pence will also throw in the audio version of his comedy, Unspecial, for uh, their audio enjoyment as well. I will, I'll do as it. Well. So before we uh, talk about the topic at hand, let's get into it. It's time for the Garmi Game Show. It's time for America's fastest
3: growing quiz sensation, the Garmi Game Show. With the host that loves you most, Ralph Garmin, and the contestant that can win you fabulous prizes, Eddie Penns.
0: Thank you, John Cooperman. Welcome, everyone, to the Garmin Game Show, because Easter is right around the corner. I was thinking about it. And I was like, why does the Easter Bunny get all of the praise? Why does he get all of the attention? Well, who else is supposed to get it? Well, there's plenty of other worthy, famous rabbits out there. Uh, right? Why don't we ever uh, celebrate them okay. at Easter time? Right. Why is the Easter bunny the only guy who gets a little love? He's the only one that brings people gifts. That's why. Well, I... I suppose that's true. People like someone who gives them something exactly. for free. Exactly. But there are plenty of famous rabbits in pop culture. So I thought today's topic would be um, fun mm-hmm. to ask some questions about famous rabbits. Okay. And then you just have to tell me which rabbit I'm talking about. Okay,
1: all right.
0: Now, I want you to know, country singer Eddie Rabbit will not be one of the answers. That's good, because I would have got that wrong. So, I want you to just think uh, solely fuzzy little fuzzy cute bunnies. jumpy right.
2: rabbits. Okay. All mm-hmm. right.
0: As always, Eddie Pence is playing on behalf of a member of the Garmy. Eddie, tell us who you'll be playing for today. I'm playing for John Brubaker. John Brubaker. Congratulations, John. You are today's contestant. And where's John Hale from? Mission Viejo. Oh, right down the street here in Southern California. Mission Viejo. John, if Eddie gets 50% of the questions or more, you are today's lucky winner. And you could win some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. Let's find out what John's playing for today. Ralph Garman, tell him what he could win. Why, thank you, Ralph. John Brubaker could win the Ralph Report swag bag, including the Ralph Report shot Class, the Ralph Report Notepad, and the Ralph Report Air Freshener. Back to you, Ralph. Thank you, Ralph Garmin. He He's so attractive. He's good and handsome. Both. <laughs> Best announcer we've ever had here it really on is. this show. All right, do you understand the premise of the game? Yes. I'm going to talk about famous rabbits, and you need to identify and them. And I need to say who it is. It's a Got sample it. question. This character has been vexing Elmer Fudd and Daffy Duck for over 60 years. I wish that
3: was a real question.
0: Who would you answer? Bugs Bunny. That would be Bugs Bunny. That's how the game is played. Got it. And with that in mind, when Eddie answers a question Mm. correctly, we will hear this. What's up, Doc? And when he answers a question incorrectly, we'll hear this. What a maroon. (laughs) There you go. That's how you'll know Eddie is right. What a maroon. Eddie will keep track of his answers right and wrong. And at the end of 10 questions, we will tabulate the results and see whether John Brubaker is winning some fabulous cash and prizes. Cash not included. All right, ready to start oh, yes, the game? I think
3: so. I okay. think so. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm
0: nervous. No, but how many famous rabbits are there? I don't know. You found 10 of them, apparently. This is a, this is I a, didn't know there were 10. This is a slam dunk, I think. In the 1988 film... Who was falsely accused of murder in Toontown and has a wife named Jessica? Oh, that's Roger Rabbit. What's up, Doc? That is Roger Rabbit. Right. We're off to a good start. Uh, Question number two. Yeah. Before Mickey Mouse, Walt Disney created this lovable character in 1927 for Universal Pictures. In 2006, the Walt Disney Company reacquired the trademark of this character by trading the services of Al Michaels yeah. as play-by-play announcer for NBC's Sunday Night Football. Which character did Walt Disney invent before he got around to Mickey Mouse?
2: Howie. Howie the rabbit. What a maroon. <laughs> don't fucking know that
0: name. Howie the rabbit? I know what was his name. I know what he looks like. Oswald. Oswald. The, Lu- the lucky rabbit. Howie. Howie's a better name. There's no Howie the Rabbit. They would have survived longer. Oswald the Rabbit you was the Walt Disney creation that Universal stole from him, basically. But right. Disney once again now owns they them. They traded Al Michaels for. Him. I said that just moments ago. I know. Mere moments ago. I, I know. Said it. I was just reiterating All right. what you said. Are you familiar with Oswald the Lucky? I rabbit? know exactly what he looks like. I okay. could not think of his name. All That's right. why I said Howie. In the TV commercials since 1988, who's been beating the drum for a particular battery brand? The Energizer Bunny. What's up, guys? That's absolutely right. I thought I was gonna have like some real name. Don't get all snippity. Like Ludwig, and you were like, answer, "No, you're not don't, know who Ludwig don't is." Don't answer all snippity. Well, the Energizer Bunny. Just answer the questions, okay? Don't. Because I thought I was gonna be wrong. Don't cop any attitude. I thought there was some weird name he's got that I don't know. In the 1950 film version of this Broadway play, Jimmy Stewart's best friend is a six-foot-tall invisible rabbit. In the 1950 version of this Broadway play, Jimmy Stewart's best friend is this six foot tall invisible rabbit. Damn it. Mm. Don't believe Damn it is the correct dancer. No, answer. Oh, fuck. I don't believe Fuck is his name either. Carl. <sniffs> Carl the rabbit. What a maroon. <laughs> what the fuck is it? I know. It. God damn it. The movie's called Harvey. Harvey, the, the, the rat. I- n- The movie's name is Harvey. I
2: didn't know Oswald, name, but I knew Harvey. Name,
0: you didn't. Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald, that's weird. Is there a Lee rabbit? <laughs> I believe there is. Fuck. But just don't say I knew the answer to Harvey because- But you, I did,
2: I couldn't think of his name. you said Carl. Well, I no, I you gotta say a name, you gotta take a shot. All right.
0: You gotta take a shot. You gotta take a shot. Yeah. That's in Hamilton, by the way, you should- Oh, is it? Yeah, you should. I'll never watch you it. You should watch Hamilton, I'll never see that. Here's your next question. In the smash hit movie, Zootopia, Jennifer Goodwin voiced this European rabbit from Bunny Burrow who is the newly appointed member of the Zootopia Police Department. I loved this film by the way, Zootopia. If you haven't seen Zootopia kids, make a point of it. It is the mo- one of the most entertaining kids movies I think I've ever seen with Olivia right up there with Paddington.
1: Mm. Zootopia's
0: Zootopia main character rabbit. is the I'm- rabbit who becomes the newly appointed member of the Zootopia Police Department. And they put her on like traffic duty, and she's writing tickets, yeah. And she yeah. eventually uh, fights crime alongside of Jason Bateman's character, in the- uh, Claire.
1: <laughs> what a maroon.
0: <laughs> Judy, Judy Hopps. Judy Hopps. Judy Hopps, <laughs> Judy Hopps is the I character. That. I had no idea. In Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, Alice follows this character down the hole into Wonderland. She encounters him again when he mistakes her for her housemaid, Marianne, and she gets trapped in a house after growing too large and shows up yet again as the herald-like servant of the King and Queen of Hearts. So this character is sprinkled throughout Alice in Wonderland and the book Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Which character says he's late? He's late for a very important date. I, fuck.
2: Ugh, Lou
0: what a maroon fucking no we're looking for the white rabbit the white the white God rabbit damn it. is the uh, it's a name stupid the name it's not a thing he's uh he is in fact oh is that why there's a
2: white rabbit in the matrix on the on the woman's alarm it's exactly the white one. rabbit down the the, the, the hole. white rabbit takes you it. down the rabbit that hole i just all made sense just now and
0: that's where the phrase down the rabbit hole comes oh, from i get that one yeah all right well look i didn't know it was a white rabbit well he's white and he's a rabbit right those should have been clues maybe the writer should have thought of a fucking name like lou and gave him a name maybe or claire or claire uh this guy lives with winnie the pooh and all of his friends in the hundred acre wood tigger
2: no not tigger that's the that's the guy with the curly tail
0: (laughs) tigger's a tiger by the way i know now it makes sense but the this, rabbit. this character lives with Winnie the Pooh poo and all of his friends in the Hundred Acre Wood. Christopher Robin comes to visit them right. and they play. And you got Piglet, you got Tigger. And uh, Pooh ate too much honey and got stuck in this guy's house. He got stuck in the hole and couldn't get out. And he, The guy was like cornholing him from behind, trying to get him out the trying hole. Trying to get a
4: big poo out of his house. Yeah, exactly. Out of his hole.
0: Sometimes you can't get a big poo out of your hole, it's very painful. <laughs> So I need the uh, name of this Pig character Piglet. there with uh, with uh, Winnie the Pooh. This guy hangs out with Winnie the Pooh. Uh, Robert. Ooh, so close. What a maroon. <laughs> his name is Rabbit. Rabbit. Rabbit is his name. How come everyone else has a name and he's just what he is? Well, Piglet. Piglet. Kanga and Roo. I hate it. They're kangaroos. It I hate it all. Owl. I would think. Owl name? Okay, then we owl. need to have a
2: whole serious talk about Winnie the Pooh in general about I'm just naming saying, things.
0: Almost every character in Winnie the Pooh is simply named after the That's type of stupid. animal it is.
2: That's stupid. That is
0: not creative at all. <laughs> Seems to have done okay for himself. I guess, shockingly. Uh, in the Walt Disney classic Bambi, Eddie Pence, Bambi, this little guy taught Bambi how to ice skate. Mm. Remember when they were sliding along on the ice I remember. there? I remember. Him and the little rabbit, they're adorable Is that together. Thumper?
3: What's up, John? It is indeed right. Thumper, Eddie Pence.
0: I got that one. Well done. <laughs> in the uh, film The Secret Life of Pets in 2016, Kevin Hart voiced the leader of the Flushed Pets, a gang of sewer-dwelling animals who hate humans uh, yeah. because their owners mistreated and rejected them. He, he, he turns around. He, he, yes. he learns to, to a lot of lessons about life and love. There's when, some dark turns in that first. When a, life of when Pets a little girl adopts him yeah. and makes him feel loved, he becomes sweet. But initially, he's sort of the bad guy in the film. Dang. We need the character's name for that adorable little white rabbit from S- The Secret S- Life of Pets. Snowball. What's up, God? That's absolutely correct, Eddie. God, Snowball oh, is correct. That one right out of my poo hole. <laughs> oh, that's a visual I- <laughs> Can live without. And here's your last question. This is Bugs Bunny's significant other in Space Jam. This rabbit was recently in the news when it was revealed she'd be much less sexy, in air quotes, in the reboot starring LeBron James. Much less sexy. Yeah, in the original right. uh, Original Space Jam, they um, they made her an object of Bugs Bunny's lust. Right. And in this version, she's gonna be more athletic and not quite as busty and sexy as the original version, but she, this character will be appearing in the reboot. So either the reboot or the original Space Jam, the female rabbit that played ball with Bugs and the rest of the Looney Tunes characters. Babs. What a maroon. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Babs was the little rabbit from Tiny Toons Adventures.
4: Oh, I knew it was a rabbit. So you're uh, you're pretty
0: close. Lola Bunny, Lola Bunny was the name of the rabbit, female rabbit from Space Jam. Damn it. All right, it's that time we're gonna get Eddie Pence to count up all of his right and wrong answers and we're gonna see if John Brubaker of Mission Viejo is today's big winner on the Garmy game show. Eddie Pence? I got four right. Four, correct. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. John. Just one shy Fuck. of the threshold for the big Fuck win. Fuck you, White
3: Rabbit. So goddamn fucking White Rabbit, or just Rabbit. The other one's just fucking Rabbit. Fuck
2: both of them. Who makes characters and just names it what it is? It's fucking stupid. Sorry, John, but I, I, it's it's other
0: artists' lack of creativity right. that cost you this. It's not Eddie. It wasn't my fault. It's A.E. Milne who wrote Winnie the Pooh and it's, Rabbit. It's, it's called it's Rabbit. Lewis Carroll from. Well, Alice. it's a White rabbit. It's called uh, White Rabbit. Fucking morons. <laughs> so unfortunately, John, you won't be getting any fabulous cash or prizes today. Fault. Cash not included. And uh, better luck next time. We're going to put your name back in the hopper. Maybe 80 pence will pick you out again for the next time we play
3: Rabbit. The Garmy White Rabbit Game Show. See you next time on The Garmy Game Show. The Garmy Game Show is a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production.
0: Mm. So close. I'm steamed. Just one away. I I can tell. Eddie takes this very seriously. I don't like losing from other people. When we play The Garmy Game Show. Fuck. Yeah. White Rabbit. Well, look, it's okay. Is it? It's fine. All right. That's how game shows work. Sometimes I you win, sometimes you I lose. Don't, I don't mind losing. I lose all the time. I'm fine with it. I well, just don't like losing for other people. I'm sure John appreciates you gave Does it a, he? You gave it your best He's shot. He's not yelling
3: at me right now. He's not yelling. Fucking white rabbit. He's how do you not know? It's a fucking white rabbit. That's what he's
0: saying. John, feel free to give us a call and let you know what your reaction is to oh, it. Oh, I know what it is. Eddie's performance I know on your behalf. I know what stop knocking my what headset I do out. I don't know what you're doing over there, but I, stop it. Does it work now? Yeah, it's okay. working now, I'm but fidgety. you keep turning off my headphones. Sorry. All right, before we get to your phone calls, <laughs> should we check in it's with... It's never you?
2: happened before in the entire history of this show. And
0: now you won't stop kicking it or doing whatever you're doing over there. So please. <laughs> I won't move. All right, fair enough. Before we get to your phone calls, let's... Take a look at Ziggy and see if he got got funny yesterday. I doubt it. Maybe he got funny. He did not. We don't know. Ziggy, is he funny? Ziggy, fuck you. You are a little creep. Yeah, you are. (laughs) All right, let's take a look at yesterday's Ziggy. Ah, we got the Zigster. He's uh, standing on a bathroom scale. Okay. Wearing pants, oddly, by the yeah, this way. This is weird. He's got pants. Wearing a lot Kinda, of pants lately. His shirt's tucked in, it looks it like. It is. Looks like he's getting ready to go somewhere. Got himself together. So uh, he's looking out at us, breaking the fourth wall again, as Ziggy is wont to do. Here, I'm going to show this to the four-star general so they can see mm. uh, Ziggy there on That's the scale. worth the upgrade right there. Indeed. And uh, <laughs> Ziggy's looking out at us. Summer's coming, you know, Eddie Pence.
2: I've heard, yes, because
0: March is a lamb. <laughs> it's on Ziggy's mind. And he says to us, I've been dieting to get out of my fat clothes by summer, but it looks like the only part of me that'll be wearing thin by then will be my patience. Oh, God, it's fucking, it's just—it's—I can't. No, it's just his patience. Is... I got his patience. Are wearing thin wearing because thin. he's not losing weight in time for summer. But he's not going to be wearing anything thin except his patience. He'll be wearing his old fat clothes because he's fat, right?
3: So stupid, but so to, unbelievably. To play stupid. on words, I there. get it. What it is, not funny. <laughs> it's Not funny at all.
0: I, I don't. I just, I'm gonna have to give this a whole hard think over the break. <laughs> That's so many words for a comic strip. It too. really That's a is a lot of words. It's like a paragraph that gets you nowhere. Oh, yeah. It's just a long walk for nothing. Ziggy never fail to disappoint. Ziggy may always disappoint, but you know who never disappoints at events? The Garmy. That's right. And we love to hear from them, especially when they leave their voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is available for your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments. You just got to leave them on the Ralph Report hotline. Dial up the number 1-833. Hi Ralph. Yeah. I listen to them all. And then I grab a handful and we put them here in Garmy on the line.
3: The
1: telephone
0: is ringing. The garbage on the line. Ross gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Blah, 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 blah. All right, we're gonna start off with John Cooperman. Coops. You know, yesterday we did our uh, tongue twister Tuesday. Yes. And Cooperman sent in his jingle. for that segment. And I thought it was excellent work. Very good. I may have been ill-advised to play another jingle in comparison (laughs) to it. Because I played his jingle. Right. And then I played a jingle from John Trevor Hughes, which was also very impressive. Very, very well done. In retrospect... It may have been wiser of me to just give Cooperman his moment yeah. in the sun. Let Coop's breathe a little while. Yeah, not so much put him right up against somebody right away. That may have been an right. error on my part. Possibly. He seems not to love what what happened yesterday.
3: Ralph Garman, John Cooperman, I just wanted to thank you for liking my theme yesterday. It means a lot. Um, I'm getting thousands of messages and tweets Oh, did you hear John David Chapman's tongue twister theme <laughs> yesterday? It's great. Yeah. yeah, his rendition was great. John Trevor It's Hughes. fantastic. His yeah, another show off. Another goddamn show off. <laughs> but it was good. And look, I'm all for new blood. I'm all for new blood. As long as it's not Cerber or Queen Jay, right. I'm happy. I'm one happy dude. So I'm happy for John, whatever Trevor, his name Trevor is. Hughes. Very good job. Um, you sound although happy. I'm, although I have to admit, I have a soft spot for Queen Jay. She's oh. she's so amazing. It's annoying, you know, but she's great. Speaking of speaking of annoying, <laughs> did you see Server's Patreon the other day? Jesus, he's playing the guitar and the drums and singing upside down at the same time. It's like, we get it. You're talented. All right. Fuck. <laughs> I write a song about your couch. you your painting. <laughs> Come on, dude. You're talented. We get it. Server. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, have a good long weekend, boys. Thank you. <laughs> John. We'll talk to you soon, all huh? right. Look my balls. All right. When he says it at the
0: end, it's not quite as playful as well, when other people say, lick my balls. Seems like he means it. There's some intent behind those words. <laughs> oh, boy. See, I'll make us write a song about your couch <laughs> if you pay me. This is like a weekly therapy session for him, it I is. think. He, he just, just vents. He, he then... vents. Hey, use the uh, Ralph Report hotline any way <laughs> you see fit, kids. Uh, speaking of the tongue twister yesterday, which was, do you remember it offhand? The detective? De- deactivated. Effected, effectively deactivated. Not deactivated. He's not a. He's not in the bomb squad. The defective detective. He's, he's not. He's, he's not cutting <laughs> he's the red app. wire. The detective effectively detected the right. defective device. Okay, that's. I, what, I knew there was it. defective in there somewhere. And I mentioned yesterday. Don't bother calling up if you're not better than us at it, because we right. don't need to hear you be awful. No. I stand corrected. I, I don't know what I was thinking, because <laughs> Toby called in and changed my <laughs> opinion about that rule totally.
4: Hi, Ralph and yo-ho, Eddie. It's Toby here from the UK. Um, I'm ringing in with my attempt for the Tuesday Tongue Twister. Um, I'm not actually very good at these, and I know you said don't
3: ring if you're shit, but anyway, I have, so let's give it a go. Me. the detective effectively detective, the, the detective, <laughs> the, detective, effectively detective the, the detective device the detective effectively detected the detective device the detective effectively detected the detective device the detective the detective the detective the detective effectively detected the, 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 the detective effectively,
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's funny. That's magical. Oh, so good. Garmy has so much <laughs> talent, not just Toby with the power no. of tongue twisters. <laughs> this gentleman called in to uh, give us an impression. You know, I love it oh, when the, yes. the listeners share their impression. So good.
3: Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve. Um, I'm not going to leave my name because I don't know how good this impression is, but I'm going to try it anyway.
4: It is my Woody the Woodpecker. Oh. This is probably going to hurt, so... <laughs>
3: <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Why didn't he leave his name?
0: That's what I was going to oh, ask. Oh, man. If nothing else, oh. he gave us this, which will come in very handy.
3: What the fuck was that? Yeah,
0: we're going <laughs> to be using that a bit in the future. Oh, my God. Eric from Clearwater called in. Always great to hear what's going on inside Eric's yes. mind. I think he may be, besides being you know, the beloved Eric from Clearwater that we have on the show. Maybe he should be our Florida correspondent as well.
3: We may need one.
0: There's another country. Because there's a lot of shit going down in Florida we could get some firsthand knowledge from, <laughs> from Eric, like today's call. Hey,
4: Ralph. Yo, Eddie. What is your crew? This is Eric from Clearwater. Hey, guys. I just got my first shot for the vaccine. Got my Pfizer. And no negative effects maybe a little sore. I saw, but I had to call in cause uh, I saw something very funny in the observation room and I thought it was very Florida-esque. They had a, uh, a sign on the fucking wall in the waiting room that says, no, we do not have an open bar or donuts. <laughs> And I'm dead ass serious. Someone asked me to uh, take a picture, but they also had a sign that said no videos or photos. And we were next to the police station, so I didn't really want to risk it, you know. but, Sure. Yeah. No no open bar at the vaccine site. <laughs> that that's that question was asked enough times that they had to put a fucking sign on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Florida, baby.
0: That's Florida, baby. Anyway, love
4: y'all. Bye. Thank you,
0: Rory. That's hilarious. Hey, look, you want to get people vaccinated? Open bar. Open up that goddamn bar. That's what I say. <laughs> Just listen I was like, fuck it. No, there's no open bar. But don't forget the donuts. <laughs> Woo. In keeping with our uh, Garmy around the world trend, yes. you know, we're trying not to be too American-centric yes. here on the show. Christian called in from the Dominican Republic. Oh.
4: Hey, Ralph. Hey Eddie, hey Steve, Christian here from the Dominican Republic. Uh, I was wondering if you might have a version of the Uga Chaka song from William Shatner. Hmm. Thanks. Love you, minute bye. Well, Christian, I
0: wasn't aware, but I called my contact down at the recording studio where Shatner has recorded all of his previous music, Mm -hmm. and this guy keeps unearthing. Previously unreleased tracks that Shatner recorded and they just put in a vault. This you know? library is massive. And he just he just sneaks them out to me on MP3 when he uh, when nobody's looking. So cool. It turns out the Unka Chaka song, as you mentioned, also known as Hooked on a Feeling, yeah. was recorded by Shatner oh. for a planned but never released album called Hooked on Shat. <laughs> and Damn it. They didn't put it out, but it's a uh, Ralph Report exclusive. We got a little taste of it here, thanks to my buddy. Here's William Shatner singing Hooked on a Feeling. I can't fight this
1: feeling
0: Deep Inside of me Girl You just don't realize What you do to me When you hold me In your arms So tight you let me know everything's all right I'm hooked on a field and i'm high on believing that you're in love with me right that's so good he should have released that album really should have i would have listened to that oh Err day, as they say. <laughs> All day, err day. Remember our uh, friends, the Crockett's? I do. Those are the folks that we provided a happy Christmas for when it looked like they weren't going to be yes. able to have one. Still one of the high moments of this entire show for me yes. was the way the Garmi came together and made a special holiday for those two kids. It's beautiful. If you don't remember, um, this was the the family, or the couple rather, that was dealing with her kidney failure yes. they got married in the hospital because they weren't sure if she was going to make and it she wanted to get married yes and they've since uh she has recovered and they're doing better now and she called in with some very happy news
5: hey Ralph. yo Eddie howdy Steve so guess what the Crocketts did today we got vaccinated <laughs>
1: nice
5: and I am super excited about it can't wait to get out of this fucking pandemic uh I'm so happy. And there's a lot of other Garmin members getting their vaccinations today as well. I found out from Facebook. So, since everybody's getting their vaccine, uh, the happy hit I want is Everybody by Backstreet Boys. Love you. Mean it.
4: Bye. Everybody.
1: Rock your body. Everybody. Rock your body.
2: Brothers, sisters, everybody same Gonna bring the flame. I'll show you how.
3: Got a question for you? Better answer now. Yeah. Am I?
0: four-star generals are saying you look like you're hating this song. I'm not a huge Backstreet Boys fan. No one is. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm just sitting here. Obviously, the Crockett's are. Well, they are, and they could be. that song, come on. I, I'm, it, I'm, it, you can't it, not shake your ass when that song I, comes I, it, It's work to shake my ass to this. Uh, I had to work to
2: get into it. it it's not a natural feeling uh, for me.
0: Uh, There's other songs that work, but that one, Haley can love it. That's great. I'm glad she does. It's delicious. It's it's not me. I think, didn't she insist they play Backstreet Boys at their wedding or something? Did she?
2: That's probably. I I believe so.
0: (laughs) Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but you know what you got to do? You got to call me. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Roth Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time for us to pay homage to the lives and legacies of folks we lost on this day, March 31st. Let's pay tribute to them. It's Hello Death.
4: Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall
1: from the sky? love Garvin will know why, even though you said goodbye.
0: On this day, March thirty-first, the year seventeen twenty-seven, Sir Isaac Newton passed away. What's well, the Apple guy, right? <laughs> well, hit him on the head. Came up with a theory he's of gravity. All like, oh, things fall down. Came theory of gravity. Gotcha. Thanks to him, we, right. we understand yeah. the forces of gravity.
4: Okay. Got hit in the head.
0: English physicist and astronomer died in London at the age of eighty-four. Mm. Living to eighty-four in the seventeen hundreds. Yeah, doing something. right? A lot of apples. <laughs> They keep the doctor away. (laughs) They keep falling on the ground. 1797, Betty Washington died. Mm. She was the younger sister of George Washington. She died at the age of 63. Talk about your uh, sibling rivalry. Oh, shit. How do you go around living in America... can't. ...when your brother, your older brother, is the father of the country? (laughs) It's literally on the money you're spending. You can't (laughs) do anything... No, it's it's hard Everywhere to Everywhere you go, hey, what's your brother George like? Seems like a pretty cool dude. Hey, how about me? I'm Betty Washington, okay? I'm also
3: important. Right? You have a big stick in the
0: ground? It's always George, George, George. It's like Jan Brady. George, George, George. 1855, Charlotte Bronte, English novelist. Jane Eyre, being her most famous book, probably, mm-hmm. died at the age of 38. She was one of, of course, the famous three Bronte sisters, who are all poets and novelists. There was Charlotte. Yeah. And you remember the other two Bronte sisters? Eddie? Yes. Uh, it was Jen. <laughs> Jen Bronte? Jen Bronte. And I think, I'm not sure, but
3: Stephanie. Uh,
0: or Emily and Anne is okay. what we were looking we're for. Close. I, I think Stephanie's one of their middle names. They were cousins. I always get that messed up. 1903, Ebenezer Butternick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have said that wrong. Ebenezer Butterick. Oh, Butternick. Butterick. Butterick. name. <laughs> Ebenezer Butterick. Died at the age of 76. Huge invention. This guy what changed the way we live. What did he do? In the 1800s. And you know what I say about the 1800s. Right with invention. He came up with the tissue paper pattern for clothing. What, you, what Say that again. What is that? Are you familiar with the Butterick patterns? No. Did your mother ever make any clothes for you at home? No, we, we, we shopped. <laughs> She never sewed at all. No, like if it was like a missing button, she'd
2: put the button back on. But the she
0: shirt. never like sewed clothes. Like no, made we had these. Shirt we had like we had like a Sears and a
2: Roebuck near us, and we had a J.C. Penney's. Yeah,
0: but people also sew at home. Right, know, because I grew up in the '80s, so we had stores and money, sewing machines. Right, and and then sometimes. No.
2: Uh, mothers who no. love
0: their families we, will we actually didn't, make them clothing. We didn't grow
2: up on a farm in the 1700s, so no, my mom didn't make my clothes. You've never
0: seen those tissue paper patterns? You pin it to the fabric and then you cut it out. Oh, all and the, then, yeah, the clothes pattern, yes. Well, that's what I'm talking I about. I didn't know it was called the tissue paper pattern. Well, it's made from tissue well, paper. I, okay, I, I know the, the clothes the cl- pattern. It's a clothing yes. pattern, so okay. you can cut out the pieces right. and then sew them together. Yes. He was the guy who came up with the idea of the tissue paper pattern in different sizes so people could make clothing at home that fit for them okay revolutionized home sewing right or
2: until stores came around and you just went and bought your
0: clothes people still make their own clothes today yeah Eddie. the people that sell them in stores no People in their homes have sewing machines and they make clothes. Okay. My mother made me every Halloween costume I ever wore. That's not the same thing. It is because she would get a Butterick pattern from the cloth store and then she would sew a a costume made from that pattern. For
2: Halloween. School picture day didn't come around. She's like,
0: let me whip you up an outfit for school pictures. She made me stuff other times Uh. as well. Mm. not constantly no. but it was it, was, no. it happened no. in no. my home no. they bought clothes now, don't tell me what happened they in they my childhood they made,
2: she made you Halloween costumes which is that's, that's a separate thing
0: it's not separate it's, not making it's your sewing wardrobe. at home she would get out the singer and she would whip something up on the sewing uh-huh. machine thanks to her butterick pattern she was able to do that okay it's a good man Newt Rockney, American college football coach Hall of Fame receiver for Notre Dame died in a plane crash on this day Oof. at the age of 43 in 1931. In 1978, Charles Best died. He, along with Dr. F. Banting, uh, co-discovered the homo- hormone insulin used to treat diabetes. Oh, that's big. How many lives did they save? Lots. 1980, Jesse Owens, legendary American athlete, four Olympic gold medals in 1936, died of lung cancer at the age of 66. I love Jesse Owens because he pissed off Hitler. Yes. That was my favorite thing about him. <laughs> he walked Hitler, right? Uh, Hitler yeah. walked, yeah. Yeah. Jerry Paris... Actor and director, Jerry played the next-door neighbor, the dentist, on The Dick Van Dyke Show. Okay. He also later later went on to be a big-time sitcom director. He directed most of the episodes of Happy Days back in the 70s. cool. He died on this day in 1986. 1988, William McMahon, 20th Prime Minister of Australia, died at the age of 80. He's the father of Julian McMahon, by the way, the actor from Nip Tuck. Also played Dr. Doom in the first uh, Fantastic Four movie. Okay. Good-looking Australian dude. Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee, died on set on this day in 1993. Freak firearms accident while filming The Crow at the age of 28. That's scary. It was a nightmare. Also sad on this day in 1995, Selena, a Mexican-American singer-songwriter, the queen of Tejano music, as she was known, killed by the president of her fan club, Psychos. At the age of 23, That's so tragic, huge loss. She's still one of the most successful Mexican artists of all right. time. Um, uh, makeup lines, clothing lines—I mean, she was doing it all. She was like the Mexican Madonna. She was yeah. a trendsetter and a huge, huge. Star. It's sad to see what she could have done. Really is. Here's a little bit of her music. Mm-hmm. 1996, Julius Young, the man who started the Hot Sam pretzel chain. Hot Sam pretzels? You know, remember Hot Sam pretzels? No. They were, used to be in malls. I remember Wetzels. Then Wetzel. Mrs. Fields bought them. Oh, Mrs. Fields. And then they also bought Pretzel Time, and then they just merged everything into Pretzel Time. So, oh, you okay. ever see a Pretzel Time store it in a used mall? To be a, it used to be a Hot Sam. Hot Sam. He died at the age of 73. Like Carl. If, you're, <laughs> if you're buying pretzels in the mall, by the way, you can go straight to hell. Why? Because they're garbage. Mall pretzels are awesome. They're... Garbage. Dude, it's
2: just a way to get
0: butter and salt in your mouth. Garbage. So good. Bad. So good. Not good. So good. The worst. No. I get, grew uh, up in Philadelphia. Right. Home of the soft pretzel. Right. Okay. Those aren't soft pretzels. I don't know what they it is, are. Whatever good. that food is that they make. It's in the, butter-drenched in, bread. In, in the shape of a pretzel. But yeah. But it, it's not. A dip it in marinara. No. So good. Shouldn't be able to call it a pretzel. In 2005, Frank Perdue died. Oh, the chicken dude. Look at you, knowing something that's not in a movie well, I remember, or wrestling.
2: Well, on I'm TV. Stu-
0: I'm shocked and stunned. I remember the commercials. Frank Perdue, it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Yeah, it does. They used to say. He was in all his own commercials. He used to sell chickens right to you. That's why I knew him. The
4: fact did. is, my graders reject 30% of the chickens government graders accept as grade A. That's why it pays to insist on a chicken with my name on it. If you're not completely satisfied, write me, and I'll give you your money back. Who do you write in Washington? What do they know about chickens?
0: Right. right. Frank knew. Yeah, he actually said what. government. Government. <laughs> 2005, Terry Schiavo passed away. Oh. She was the center of the uh, right to die case. That was her. the biggest thing in the
2: country at the time. She
0: was the the hottest story in wow. the world at the yeah. moment, yeah. 2016, Ronnie Corbett British comedian of the legendary Two Ronnies comedy team died at the age of 85. Those guys were great together. What Have you ever seen the Two Ronnies from uh, the British television?
2: No, I've never seen that.
0: Hilarious sketch comedy. Here's a bit of one of their most famous sketches. This is a uh, gentleman comes into a hardware store and he, this is just the beginning of the sketch, but it's just one of those great series of misunderstandings that goes on and on and on and <laughs> on. <laughs>
2: Four candles. Four candles. There you are. Four candles. No, four candles. Well, there you are, four candles. No, four candles. (laughs) Candles for forks. He
0: wants a, a, a pitchfork handle to, for, to replace on his pitchfork. And it just miscommunication one after the other. And the guy behind the counter just getting, losing his mind. It's a, it's a very funny sketch. Uh, on this day, Nipsey Hussle. Oh, Nipsey Hussle. American rapper was shot and killed at 33. It was 2019. I can't believe it's it two years that ago. That felt already. like a minute ago. I know. Richard Friedman, American psychoanalyst who proved bio- biologically the presence of sexual orientation. He was his 1988 book was a a game changer in terms of how the psychologist looked at homosexuality, particularly for up until the 80s, it was considered a choice that you could be cured of. Yeah, and he actually did the science and proved that there was a biological basis behind. You're born the way you're born. Exactly. So uh, he passed away on this day in 2020, Dr. Richard Friedman. All right, now you know what we do. We take a look at a food related to someone who passed away on this day. We run it past Eddie Pence. See if it's something that he'd be willing to eat, or perhaps he'd stick it up his ass and pull it out.
1: <clears throat>
0: we talk about the food. We pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels come up matching, that's a jackpot. Jackpot. That means Eddie would eat it. However, if they're mismatched, <clears throat> he's not going to go for it. On this day in 1992, Bob Wyan died. Bob Wyan? Bob Wyan died. Founder of the Big Boy restaurant chain. Oh, Big Boy. Very first Big Boy opened up not far from here in Glendale, California, in 1936. Yep. By 1967, he sold the entire chain to the Marriott Corporation for seven million dollars in 1976. Damn. dollars! That was probably yeah. pretty good. And uh, they're still with us today. Good old Big Boys. Now the uh, Big Boy has been swallowed up by a giant corporation, so there it they goes by different names around the country. Sometimes it's Coco, sometimes it's Carrows. There's a lot of oh, Coco's is part of Big all Boy? all owned by the know. Big Boy chain. Okay. Yeah. But they still have Big Boys, and they still have one of their most celebrated sandwiches. They had a couple signature sandwiches. One was the Big Boy Burger, of Of course, course. double patty. But this one, since the mid-'70s, remains one of the most popular items on the menu. It is the Big Boy Club Sandwich. Here's the recipe. Slices of turkey breast with bacon, tomato, lettuce, mayonnaise stacked on toasted bread, served with coleslaw on the side. No substitutions, Eddie Pence. Is no he, substitutions is he that's where you heard me that's the club sandwich Either you're eating it or you're getting out of the get the fuck out of the booth i'm gonna throw you out a yeah, big it's boys okay. it's the club sandwich as is as is. i can't take anything away no substitutions well i'm not it's, substituting i'm subtracting no subtractions no multiplications no divisions mm. this is the big boy club sandwich okay eddie pence eating oh. it or not let's pull that handle here we go
2: Come on. If I could take off the tomato, that's actually what I get when I go to Bob's Big Boys. I get the Big Boy Club sans tomato. Because fuck tomatoes. It's a great sandwich. It is. It's an amazing club sandwich. It is. It's like half a turkey
0: in bread. And you get to enjoy the delicious accompaniment of a vine-fresh tomato slice also on the sandwich. No. I refuse to believe... That the presence of a tomato amongst that many other ingredients take, is a deal breaker. I take it away. You don't. I pull it away. Well, not I in my restaurant, you don't. I take away it. No shoes, no shit, no service. That's what I say. No tomato. About you. No tomato. You're missing out. No, have, you been, have you ever had a
2: tomato? I think I did. You think? I think I, 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 by accident. I bit into something like, fuck, this has a tomato in you it. you did. Yes, because I bit into something when I said I don't want a tomato, and I bit into I'm like, oh fuck, there's a tomato. So in this.
0: before you ever knew you didn't like tomatoes, you were telling people you didn't. Yeah, want I
2: was against tomatoes, tomatoes before. Yeah,
3: based on because I just don't. They're, what they do is
2: you cut them open, and then they they don't stay together. They they it leaks out into the rest of the sandwich. Well, there are with their seeds. There's and shit. seeds
0: and juices yeah, I don't inside. Want yes. no, I
2: want everything to stay together in my
0: sandwich until it's chewed in my mouth. You know. uh Growing up in Philadelphia, it's right near New Jersey, which mm-hmm. is famous for their tomatoes. Yes. Big, giant... Garden state. Juicy Jersey tomatoes. Yes. And in the summertime, mom would bring them home, and they would be in a uh, in a basket on the counter. You mm-hmm. just leave them out. And you take one yeah. and eat it like an that's apple. That's disgusting. You bite right that's into a, it. That's insane. With a little salt shaker. No. Put a little salt on there no. and just eat the whole thing no. like that's an insanity. apple. insanity. It was it's not an apple. It was summer it's a, heaven. It's a rotten apple. <laughs> it's not. a rotten, mushy apple. <laughs> You're eating... Pure no. vegetable joy. No, I right don't there. like tomatoes. Well, Take it off my club sandwich. We're, we're going to change all that some Monday. I can tomatoes see it coming now. gnarly. They're not gnarly at all. And that's it for Hello Death. Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Do you have tomato
2: soup? There is a good, the tomato soup, made in disneyland at the jolly holiday cafe is fucking amazing Sweet. i don't like tomato soup Sweet. that tomato soup is fucking out of this world it's basically spaghetti
0: sauce they probably put whipped cream or something in i don't know you. what they fucking they put a chicken finger in it or something now it's, so it's good. time for us to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment i call the showbiz beat well look at this la movie theaters may raise their capacity to 50% as early as Wednesday. We're literally spiking right now. We're, they, we're, we're trending upwards again. They've gotten the go-ahead from mm. the California Department of Public Health. They have been cleared to move into the yeah. third tier of pandemic reopening, and it looks like theaters in Los Angeles County will go from 25% capacity to 50. Man. Now, some of the uh, bigger corporations like AMC and Cinemark have already opened hundreds of multiplexes under the 25% capacity, but smaller theaters and regal cinemas and a couple of the other chains have been waiting because they don't think with 25 percent they can generate enough ticket sales to it's pay for their it, yeah. operating costs but at 50 percent, a lot of them say they'll uh, they'll give it a go hopefully these people have been vaccinated and they go to the movies i mean that's what we're getting the vaccines for so we can do these things they say the good side uh, the good sign is that the people who are getting sick with covid tend to be under the age of 60 now yeah meaning that those the vaccines, are working, go vaccines are working for the elders who first got the yeah. series of vaccines. So they're the first wave That's of the good. vaccinated and looks like the vaccines are working. That's good. So we'll see. Speaking of reopening things, Universal Studios Hollywood is reopening. Just on got that email. April 16th. I just
2: got the email.
0: Go, go see a dinosaur <laughs> and go on a <laughs> flume. Yeah, I'm going to. I can't wait to go back to parks.
2: Not that soon. I'm not going that soon, but soon.
0: If you're going to go to a park, are you going to Universal?
2: It's just literally right down the street. That's I know where going. it is. It's literally... I know
0: where it is. I, you know, but... It's it, not as expensive as Disneyland. I understand all of those things. So you know what? Then you just pass. I'll well, go just, to Knott's Berry. That's oh cheap. Oh, boy. I'll take you. Yeah, take your life in your hands for Knott's Berry. Hey, this must like We are just talking about William Shatner and his musical career. Yeah. This must make you happy. He is being enrolled into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yes, he is.
2: Alongside what well, there's other, I think uh, Pete Rose is in it. Donald Trump is in it.
0: They apparently have <laughs> a celebrity wing yes, they to do. the Hall of Fame.
2: People Bob Euchre's in it.
0: People who have appeared on uh, Raw or one of their other shows made a big impact. Yes. They induct them. So, uh, William the refrigerator Perry. Yeah. Bob Euchre, as you mentioned, Drew Carey, Mike Tyson, Mr. T, Kid Rock, Donald Trump, Snoop Dogg, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all in the celebrity eclectic wing. Eclectic group. And now uh, Shatner's going to Shatner. be on there his hand. Yeah. He says, I admit it now, Shatner says. I missed a career when Star Trek was over. I should have gone into wrestling as Captain Kirk. What? <laughs> that would have been terrible. That would have been the saddest thing ever. <laughs> Better off doing supermarket openings in the costume. Let's <laughs> do Star Trek porn. Whatever he did. Uh, Game of Thrones There's going to be a prequel on Broadway. They're going to do a play prequel to the game of thrones tv series on stage on broadway hmm. i can't seems weird it seems very weird seems, seems really... like all of that show is about big spectacle and right dragons and stabbings and yeah. fornication and how are you going to do any of that on a I, stage in broadway i don't know it seems why, why don't they film it and put it on hbo seems ill-advised tina speaking of hbo nice segue by the way eddie oh, thanks yeah. for that you're welcome HBO says that the Tina Turner premiere of the uh, documentary, Tina, yeah. the biggest viewership for a documentary on HBO since Leaving Neverland, that controversial Michael oh, wow. Jackson documentary. 1.1 million viewers tuned in for the premiere of Tina. It outdrew the Bee Gees documentary, which uh, they thought was going to be a big deal, but Tina bested them all. So I want to see it. She's lived a fascinating life. Her comeback story is amazing. And what she went through with uh, Ike Turner. Well, that
3: shit is awful to begin with. But like what she had to do to come back was even, yeah. She's an
0: amazing survivor. Talk about her comeback. They say one of the most shocking moments in the documentary, about an hour in, they talk about her comeback. And there was a producer there named John Carter. Who believed in her and brought her into Capitol Records Mm -hmm. to to start her comeback, in which she was one of the most massive stars of the '80s. He knew what he was doing, but there was new ownership or uh, at least new uh, supervision of the corporation, and they brought him in to question him on his decision. And the head of Capitol at the time turned to him and said, "Carter, you signed this old N-word douchebag." They didn't say N-word, of course, naturally. But who do you have to be to get some respect in the music industry? After what Tina Turner accomplished in the 60s and 70s alone. Yeah,
3: but you—I mean, you know the music industry. If you're like—if you're
0: 19, you've aged out. Yeah, I, I suppose. suppose. You know, it's just shitty. Speaking of aging out, looks like Young Sheldon's gonna do just that. This is how desperate network television is for television shows. CBS has renewed Young Sheldon for three more seasons. Oh. So young Sheldon will be middle aged Sheldon it's by the be time driving Sheldon. the show goes off the air. <laughs> uh, it's a big hit, and so they're desperate to hold on to their. Never hits. seen a minute of that um, show either. I never watched much of. Uh, I didn't watch Big Bang Theory. Big either. Bang Theory. Some casting news: Donald Faison really? has been tapped to play Professor Utonium in the Powerpuff Girls uh, television program, Ooh, the live Good. action. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be the uh, daddy to the Powerpuff Girls. The Flash is adding Impulse comic book character Impulse to its season this year. Jordan Fisher will play Impulse cool. as Bart Allen, son of Barry and Iris West Allen from the future. They already had the, the kids show up last oh, season. Oh, same, same character? No, a, a, one of their daughters. Uh-oh. They keep bringing back people from the future to the past. Stop it. It annoys me. It's
2: annoying in comic books. They do it in TVs
0: even more annoying. And Falcon and Winter Soldier star Wyatt Russell is in the news. He was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, talking about his role as the new Captain America yeah. on that series. Wyatt Russell, by the way, son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Did you know that? Yeah, well, he looks exactly like Kurt Russell. I didn't even know that that was the, his son. You didn't know that? Like, I, it's
2: distracting watching that show
0: because it keeps look. He looks so much like his father. I can't. I get distracted by it. Um, I, I didn't put two and two together I until I, I read the story. He said when he went to play the role when he first auditioned he had no knowledge of the Marvel universe. Oh my god. That makes me. Angry. Why does it make you angry? Because I
2: want to be in the Marvel universe and well, I know everything about it. Well you
0: can't. I want to be. You're a in fan, it. you're not an you're not Wyatt Russell. It.
2: I could have I could audition for John Walker.
0: Oh you could I could have done it. Oh my god. Mm. It, 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 John Walker. Is a young man. Whatever, they can de-age me. They did it for Luke and Mandalorian. Yeah, they can well, do it to me. They don't have to. Why because not? They can hire a younger actor like Wyatt Russell. Here he is talking about his lack of knowledge about the Marvel universe. I didn't grow up like I didn't grow up knowing much about comic books. Uh-huh. I just my heroes were athletes. So so when I came on set, I was asking like, okay, well, what does that mean? Or, who's that person or how do they fit in? So finally, Sebastian was like, dude, stop asking questions. You're gonna get more confused than you are. <laughs> when you get answers, it's gonna be worse. His voice, when I hear him, sounds like his father too. He
2: looks exactly like his Same father. Same
0: speech pattern yeah. and everything.
2: It's great stuff.
0: All right, let's take a look today. celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on March 31st. Musician Herb Albert is 86 years old today. Of course, had a lot of hits in the 60s with his band, the Tijuana Brass. And then went on to start A and R Records as well. Here's a little bit of his work. Oh, wow. William Daniels from Boy Meets World and St. Elsewhere is 94 years old. Oh wow, good for him. Yeah. Richard Chamberlain, the actor, is 87. Shirley Jones, Mrs. Partridge herself, is also 87. Christopher Walken is 78 years old today. Is he still? I haven't seen him around lately. Is he still working a lot? I haven't seen you around a lot either. Are you still working? Because I know I don't, I'm I
3: don't work. Chris Walken. I don't work
0: at all. I'm not worried about my career. Maybe you should be looking for you more and me less, Maybe. I think. You're right. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Chris. Mick Ralphs of Bad Company and Mata Hoople, 77 uh-huh. years old today. Can't
1: get enough of your love.
0: Gabe Kaplan from Welcome Back, Cotter, 77. Rhea Perlman from Cheers played Carla on that long running sitcom, 73. Robbie Coltrane from the Harry Potter films is 71. Angus Young, co founder and guitarist for A, C, D, motherfucking C, 66. Yeah! Ewan McGregor, 50 years old today. Obi-Wan. Kenobi. Kate Micucci from Raising Hope. And the uh, duo of Garfunkel and Oates is 41. And Jack Antonoff, guitarist of Fun, period. And Bleacher's 37 today.
4: Some nights
0: I forgot to mention William Daniels, also the voice of Kit the Car in Knight Rider. Oh, okay, cool. Michael, we have to be very careful. I don't think we should be doing this, Michael. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) Kit, hit the boosters, kit. Hit the Turbo Thruster's kit. It doesn't go in there, Michael. Michael, I think we're going too fast. That's my gas tank, I'm concerned for your safety, Michael. (laughs) so cool. I want a car. You should find a whooping, Michael. Crack yourself up. Yeah, I am. I'm killing myself. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Carmen. I walk the showbiz beat. But <laughs> well, we're not done with entertainment news just yet. Oh, no. We're going to go across the
2: ocean to the UK with our UK correspondent, Mr. Steve Ashton. Oh, Steve. Oh, Ralph, you're so positive, you know. You make Ted Lasso look like Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that show, Ted Lasso, by the way? You
0: know, it's on my list, but I just haven't oh, gotten
2: I- to it yet. I know it's about football and everything, but I think you'd enjoy it. The football doesn't really, you know, it could be any sport really, but it's really good. Anyway, hey, Sir Elton's in the news. What's up with old Reginald Dwight? He's revealed that he's collaborated with an on an on an unidentified project with Metallica. What? Yeah, so Edwin was going to be very interested in that. You're going to have to put his rubber sheet down when he when he hears this news. Um, but speaking about this on his Apple One music show, Rocket Hour, he told his guest, S.G. Lewis, who <laughs> um, he said, I've just done something with Metallica. During this lockdown period, I've been working with gorillas and people like that. I haven't been doing any Elton stuff, but I've been doing some great stuff with other people. Wasn't he in the middle of his farewell tour, Ralph? That's what I thought, yeah. He's, he's had his tell-all book and his film. I thought this was a way of him kind of closing the book on his career, but it appears not. It appears the story of Elton John has got more fucking endings than Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Geek, topical, fucking mic drop. Anyway, last year, uh, Sir Elton also appeared on Ozzy Osbourne's album ordinary man playing piano and singing on the title track now drummer chad smith who also played on the record i uh, described the duet as fucking awesome adding they're singing these two iconic legendary english fucking rockers that have been through it all singing really ozzy Osbourne singing <laughs> if you would describe this as singing shannon the dog's doing a shit on the sofa again, Shannon. <laughs> um, but apparently, he recalled Sir Elton saying, "I'll do anything for Ozzy. I love Ozzy." And I don't know. I guess rock on. <laughs> See, I changed it up there. Ralph. You did. I changed it up because people have been leaving because they said the show is same. So what I've done there is I've innovated and reinvented that catchphrase. Always evolving. There you go. Hey, this is fucking bizarre. I'm going to read the first line of this story out and see if it doesn't raise more questions than answers. Ed Sheeran has denied quarantining with Julia Roberts. (laughs) What? What the fuck? That reads like the summary of a dream you might have had after a three-day meth binge. (laughs) Now, apparently, following reports, the unlikely pair joined forces to save money on their mandatory 14-day isolation in Australia, where they both are. Now, the Sydney Morning Herald reported on Sunday that Ed, his wife, and a seven-month-old daughter had isolated with Julie Roberts and two friends at the $6,000-per-night uh, Sweven estate on the Hawkesbury River, um, to, and they uh, cohabited together to save money, uh, neither of which, I'm sure, are short of a bob or two, but apparently, uh, shortly after the claims were made, a spokesperson for Ed said the story was simply not true, but that Herald had cited sources claiming a group of six... Rented the property from March the 6th to March the 20th. So the, the spokesperson said they weren't under the same roof, right? But they were perhaps under the same estate, really. Maybe they're working, Ralph, on a film project. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, Pretty Woman too. kitchen mop with eyes. That would be one. Uh, they could do, like... Eat, pray, make shite insipid music. That, that would be a good one. Or what about sleeping with the enema, where Ed oh, plays the result of her clean out? Oh, my God. Anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. In the UK, some restrictions were lifted on Monday, so now we can do various things like, well, we can meet outdoors with groups of friends up to six. So um, I just need to go and get change now and make five friends. <laughs> Best of luck with that. I've got to get my I've got my work cut out for me there. Hey, look, have a happy Easter to you, Ralph, Edwin, all of your loved ones, and of course the wonderful, wonderful Garmi. I'll talk to you next week.
0: Steve will be back with us in just a few moments, along with Carrie, to talk about their new venture, Holistic Buffet. Mmm, makes me hungry. It does for self help or <laughs> getting better for getting better. Meanwhile, it is Wednesday, and around here it's a very special day. It's time to take a look at a one-hit wonder. It's a
3: one-hit wonder. One-hit wonder.
0: One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. This guy. I know this guy. Who? He's had a career in music that spans five decades, Eddie Mm. Pence, mostly for writing music for numerous films and TV shows. And he has a long-running partnership with my pal Seth MacFarlane. Oh, that's cool. He composed all the music for Family Guy and The Cleveland Show and American Dad and Ted and Ted 2. Oh, wow. He is one of the most successful, popular music composers for film and television working today. Hmm. But before all that, he had a one-hit wonder. He used to love music, popular music, that was adapted from classical music. That's what he loved. Songs like this from the Toys from the 1960s. Ah! Gentle is
5: the rain that falls on the other bird high up in the tree. Sarah made the flower with the melody.
0: That's from Box Minuet in G major. Oh, I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> That's, that's a piece of music that... From Bach? Johann Sebastian Bach, Bach wrote. Okay.
3: Yes. In G major.
0: And then in 1971, there was another hit called Joy that was based on Bach's uh, Yesu Joy of Man's Desiring. They simply uh, lo- uh, reduced the title to Joy and put a modern spin on it. That song hit okay. number six, by the way. That's cool.
2: There, I know that's in the
0: top ten. Yeah. So anyway, this guy, while he was working on a disco song for a commercial, came up with the idea of updating classical music that, because no one had done it lately, and he loved those songs. And the result was a number one smash hit disco song. And uh, this gentleman called in for it. Peter.
3: Uh, hey, Ralph. yoho Eddie. Uh, this is uh, Peter. Two-star from Pennsylvania. Hey, uh, on Friday's show, in honor of the death of Beethoven, you were playing uh, some of Beethoven's fifths. So I thought it would be appropriate for this week's One Head Wonder to be A Fifth of Beethoven by Walter Murphy. Thanks, Alan me, Walter Murphy,
0: the creator of A Fifth of Beethoven, was a massive disco hit in the 1970s, hit number one on its own right, and then it got licensed onto the soundtrack for Saturday Night Fever as well, mm-hmm, which brought too. it a whole nother yeah. level of success. I would imagine. And Walter Murphy is the guy who later went on to work with Seth and a bunch of other filmmakers to uh, do composing for their films and TV shows. It's a great tune. Big hit in the, sixth, in the 70s, rather, as a disco hit. A fifth of Beethoven. We'll play on words there because a fifth of booze is also something. I don't know, you don't drink. I thought maybe you wouldn't know what a fifth I'm is. I'm a round drinker. I've had plenty of fifths. In my time. (laughs) Here's Walter Murphy's number one hit A Fifth of Beethoven. Number one here in the States, number one in Canada, uh, number six in Norway, top ten in Switzerland and New Zealand, one of the biggest disco songs in 1977 from Walter Murphy, a fifth of Beethoven. Cool. 70s were a weird time in music. They were. That that could be number one. <laughs> Walter desperately tried to uh, Bobby Boris picket oh, his way no, he to didn't. another hit, Eddie Man. Pence. He took the uh, classic piece of music from uh, Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov course flight of the bumblebee ah yeah as yes. many people know is the green hornet theme yes he took that classical piece and also tried to make a disco song oh. out of that called flight 76 it was not nearly as successful and i think maybe you'll be able to uh to hear why <laughs> of hard on the dance floor it's hard to dance the flight of the bumblebee (laughs) i don't see people grooving out to that spazzy
2: song at studio
0: 54 cocaine always helps uh, so not as much success with that one. And then his uh, career sort of took a uh, different path into composing yeah. for film and television. It's a little like SWAT, almost. You know, that's that, that guitar. Yeah. Why don't people make that I don't sound in music anymore? That needs to come back in a big I way. I love the waka waka guitar. I don't know why that's dead. It always reminds me of like Starsky and Hutch and those like action shows from the 70s. They should reboot the Green Hornet and use that as the theme
3: song.
0: Maybe I should waka, play guitar waka. instead of uh, saxophone. You can't quit the sax I now. I might have to. You're, st- too
2: down, you're too far down the hole, man. <laughs> you can't quit the sax but now.
0: <laughs> That's it for today's One Hit Wonder. It's the
4: One Hit Wonder. One Hit Wonder.
0: One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. And before we say goodbye, it's time to check in with my pal Steve Ashton and the lovely Carrie Watson. I used to be married to her. I've heard. That's what they tell me anyway. <laughs> drunk most of that time (laughs) they have teamed up to start a brand new creative enterprise called holistic buffet and it sounds fascinating and you know here in the show we talk about all the time people write in and they send emails saying i'm really struggling i'm struggling with finding focus in my life and moving forward and getting over this problem dealing with that sounds like me yeah maybe you should uh (laughs) i should tune in talk to steve and (laughs) carrie and see what they have to offer up Anyway, here they are, debuting their brand new, actually, it's going to be here on Patreon, this new project. It's called Holistic Buffet. Here's Steve and Kerry. You may be familiar with my next two guests. One uh, gentleman is a very popular entertainer from the UK. Another, a wildly popular, I think, female executive of the year nominee for Forbes magazine. Their names <laughs> may ring a bell. Steve Ashton and Carrie Watson. What are you guys doing on my show?
2: Oh, hello. Hello, hello. We're we're here to talk about... Hey, Ralph, you're the man in... Oh, I've already done that. Um, No, we're here to talk about a special secret project that we have. Mm, Yes. I'm intrigued.
5: And the first people that we are telling about our secret project, of course, is the Garmy.
2: Yeah, we're launching our own channel on Patreon. Um, Before we get into all the detail and stuff of it, I don't know, should we talk to you a little bit about the background? We should.
5: Well, let's start by telling people um, at a high level what it what it's called. So, we have been working on a concept for a while. It is called the holistic buffet, and it is a mezze for your mind, a banquet for your body, and soup for your soul. Uh, and really, how how this all came about? It, it's been in the making for a good three years, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. When I first met Steve. Uh, we were chatting in the kitchen uh, at the house after one of our live shows, and we started talking about the things that we did outside of the Ralph Report, and we started realizing that we had really similar backgrounds in our careers. That um, you know, I was I was um, had a background in leadership uh, and change management, uh, and had been taking courses on emotional intelligence. Uh, And Steve was talking about what he did in his career. And we found that there was a major overlap and that it was something we were both really interested in.
2: And then we started throwing around some ideas of maybe creating like a little side business together, maybe like seminars or workshops. So we kicked that around for a while. And I brought Carrie into my company to do some specialist workshops in Santa Monica um, and also on specifically things like emotional intelligence. And she did some work with us virtually. And then COVID hit. So then we started talking about focusing our concepts for everyone, really broadening it out instead of doing something in the corporate world. Why don't we do something for everyone? And that's what led us to where we are right now.
5: Right. And we were so adamant, Ralph, that we didn't want to just do another podcast. You know, the market is so saturated.
0: How dare you, madam?
5: (laughs) Well, but. But mind you, we're not in your same space. We're in a very different space with this podcast. Uh, we What we didn't want to do was um, a, a podcast where we're just talking at people. Uh, because when you think about self-improvement and some of the different concepts that we're going to talk about, it's not just about listening to concepts. It is uh, about creating a unique format um, and a brand to make the channel distinctive and How it is distinctive is because it will be interactive. And in addition to the concepts that we're talking about, uh, patrons uh, or members will also have downloadable tools, and we will be doing interactive exercises. Um, Now, let me ask you you real
0: quick. Let me jump in here. Um, This all sounds very promising, but what kinds of things, if I'm going to the podcast uh can i work on there what what kind of offerings do you have
2: yeah we we want to bring our experience and interest in a few different areas right to do two things one is we're creating content that's reflective of our experience of things that we've between us done for over 50 years right so i don't i hasten to use the term self improvement but we're going to create content that we we know and curate content from other areas right so things that we might want to know about and then from there share concepts and tools about that stuff with our members. So Carrie, why don't you go into maybe the kinds of things we'll be looking at?
5: Sure. Well, the first episode we're going to focus on uh, is values. And what we are going to be doing is explaining what they are and why they are important to have them in your life to use on a daily basis. I think a lot of us have You know, values in the back of our mind that we can come up with, such as, you know, love is a value that I need to have in my life, and self expression is a value that I need to have in my life. Uh, But we're going to dig a little bit deeper so that you can use um, these tools on a daily basis to enrich your life. And when we do our values podcast, we actually have a friend of mine, Leslie Boone, who's going to come on, and you get to watch her actually go through the exercise. Uh, that um, and then in addition to that, there'll be follow-up, downloadable tools, et cetera. Here's some of the other things um, that we would be talking about in the in the areas of body, mind, and soul. So some of the other topics that we are going to be talking about will be things like tools for managing stress, practical tools you can stand up from your desk and and do within a five-minute period that help to relieve physical stress. How do you set personal boundaries? Uh, Boundaries with friends, uh, boundaries for yourself to be more effective in your everyday life. Um, One of my favorites is a uh, session that we'll be doing on communication. And Steve is a master at teaching people how to tell a really good story. Whether you're doing it in a corporate environment or you're sitting down at dinner with a group of friends, um, he takes you through exercises that teach you how to tell an amazing story. Um, And then some of the other things we're looking at in the body category um, will have to do with exercise, fitness, and nutrition. We'll be talking about how to have self-compassion for yourself. We'll be talking about insomnia, Mm. uh, managing physical pain, all sorts of things like that.
0: Let me ask you, you mentioned it was going to be interactive. Will your members be able to pose questions, ask for particular topics, things that are going on in their lives that they could use some help with, and then maybe you guys could uh, do the work and come back to them?
2: Well, one of the things that we're going to do is have, uh, and I think we've taken inspiration from you on this, so we're going to have a monthly Live stream where we run as a workshop. So people in our upper tier of membership are going to be able to come along once a month, and we're calling it our Sunday buffet. And they'll come along, and we'll essentially recap what we've done during the month, and then pose some questions and and do some exercises and do some sort of one-on-one or small group coaching and exercises for people live. So they get the benefit of not just going through the theory, doing the work on their own, but they get to embed it. Um, in a live environment, you know, between us, between Carrie and I and other specialists we bring in and each other. So we want to really build that sense of community of people coaching and supporting each other in whatever self-development goals they may have in those three areas of, you know, something maybe mental, something physical or something a bit more, maybe spiritual.
5: Right. And to summarize our different uh, membership tiers on Patreon, uh, we have, so we have three different levels. We have Uh, what we're calling our breakfast buffet, which will be two podcasts per month and downloadable exercises uh, that would include templates. Uh, We have our lunch menu, which is the two podcasts you can watch either as a podcast or you can watch as a video because some people like that visual uh, interaction. And then the lunch buffet will also receive bonus content uh, throughout the month, which will include special interviews that we'll be having uh, with specialists in various areas, but also instructional videos that reinforce the content that we've talked about in the podcast. And then our premium membership, our dinner membership, are all of the above things, plus you get a custom uh, holistic buffet diary for taking notes you get, and then you get the live stream uh, brunch that we'll be doing one time uh, a month. Um, And we are doing a limited time offer um, as we're launching, uh, after April 1st. So if you sign up as a lunch buffet member, which is $5 a month, you get access to two of the live stream Sunday brunches because we want people to experience all the different benefits that the channel has to offer. Uh, Now, in addition to all of those benefits, one of the things that we like about Patreon, and for those of you who listen to the Ralph Report, uh, you can see that there is a community board on the Ralph Report Patreon page. Um, We will have that too. People will be able to email us questions if they have any questions um, about exercises. They'll be able to post on the board about topics that they would like for us to uh, review or go over. We will be doing... um, Uh, you know, uh, voting contests where we allow people to kind of vote on what they'd like us to talk about next. So we plan on it being an extremely interactive opportunity for patrons.
2: Yeah, really driven by the community too, as Carrie said, and also, I mean, and just to put put what we're doing in context as well. So if you were to hire both Carrie and I, right, so if if you think of, you know, the, the sort of premium end of what we're doing, you're getting about three or four hours worth of content, about four hours worth of content per month, right? If you were to hire us on a professional basis um, for consultancy, you're talking about $700 to $1,000 worth of personal coaching exercises and experience based on our knowledge and expertise in those sort of areas. So, you know, $10 versus $1,000, I think, (laughs) represents pretty good value.
5: It is a good value. And we have done a lot of work to carefully curate the uh, topics that we are gonna be talking about. We also have Holistic Buffet on Twitter and Instagram, so you can follow us there to see what is upcoming throughout the month, uh, at uh, Holistic Buffet on Twitter and the same on Instagram.
0: You know, it's funny, the past year during the pandemic, the members of the Garmy who have been reaching out repeatedly, so many of them struggling with these issues that you guys are addressing. Physical stuff, you know, how to stay healthier while under lockdown, the the emotional strain, of course, of what everyone's been going through and the spiritual questions as well. So it sounds to me like this is the perfect opportunity for Garmi members, particularly if they're struggling, if they could use some guidance and some direction. This sounds like a great opportunity for them to benefit from, as you mentioned, the years of experience that both of you guys have.
2: Yeah, we hope so. And particularly when, as we start to think about integrating more, you know, we've we've rewritten the rules, right? By, by being in isolation. You know, I feel uncomfortable being in, in groups of people, physically uncomfortable, you know? Um, so how do I deal with that on a psychological basis? You know, getting used to going back into a, a workplace for those of us who've pretty much, you know, been... Uh, stuck at home for months on end. So there's going to be some challenges in that. And hopefully, through the process of doing this, we might be able to, well, first of all, Carrie and I are going to be learning along the journey with everyone, plus also maybe point people in the right direction in terms of resources that they can use to make that integration and journey slightly easier.
0: Well, guys, congratulations on the new project. It sounds awesome. Holistic buffet is the name, and you can find it on Patreon. And as Carrie mentioned, it's available also on social media at Holistic Buffet. As you know, I love you both, and I'm wishing you nothing but success with your new project.
5: Oh, Thanks so much for having us on.
2: Thanks, Ralph.
0: So that all kicks off tomorrow, starting April 1st, and then uh, every month they're going to be putting up new content. They're starting April Fool's Day? Yeah. That's amazing. It's Maybe a bad idea. Is it? Maybe they should hold off to the Friday. Because people are going to think, this is a this joke. This is a joke, this, right? This Holistic is, buffet. What, what this, the fuck this is, is that? This is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so go ahead, check it out, and uh, you'll be glad you did. All right, kids, that's it for us today. Hell, that's it for us for the week. We are taking a couple days. A little vacation time. We'll be joining you on Monday with a brand new show. We'd love to have you join us. But you can't do that unless you take care of yourself. As Eddie mentioned, cases are spiking, and yes. it's people under 60, which is us. Yeah. So for God's sakes, be careful out there, kids. If you can, until you get vaccinated, stay the fuck at home. Keep wearing those masks and washing your hands. Stay good in the hood. A little social distance would not be out of order.
3: Stay sweet at six feet.
0: Because life is life. Life is life, and you got to protect yours. Have a great Easter holiday, if that's something that you celebrate. If not, just have an excellent weekend and we'll be back with you with a brand new show on Monday. Thank you, kids. I love you. I mean it. Bye.